Welcome to the Heels on Water podcast. This is where we learn to walk on the water in our storms with the courage, confidence, and grace we were designed with. I'm your host, Dr. Let Stevens, and I am glad that you found our boat. So let's put on our heels and get ready to step out on that water. Almost every woman who is born a child can relate to the pain and discomfort felt along the way from the beginning of the pregnancy to the end. Nine months is a long time to take something moment by moment. How did we make it through? What enabled us to overlook or endure the pain and discomfort? Do you remember how we did it? We kept our eyes on the prize. We thought about the gift which would be delivered at the end of the experience. I don't know what you were told, but they told me I would forget the pain once I held my daughter. They lied. I won't catalog them for you, but I had a lot of discomforts to forget. Right or wrong, I told my husband that he may have to get another hobby until I forgot what the first pregnancy felt like. Don't get me wrong, the gift of my daughter was absolutely wonderful. However... Was I ready to sign up for another tour of duty right away? I think not. On a bigger scale, pain is a necessary part of life after the garden in all areas, not just childbirth. In the garden, all was well and perfect. After the fall, pain was mandated. God instituted the original tough love, shall we say. God was not playing. He wasn't playing the piano the harp, the radio, games, nothing. In 2011, Donald Lawrence and company released a song titled Spiritual. However, the theme of the song was introduced in the first half of the 20th century by a French philosopher and paleontologist and Jesuit priest, Pierre Teilhard de Chiron. Excuse me if that wasn't quite right. I didn't take French in school. Teilhard de Chiron said... We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. The reality is this human experience will come with pleasure and pain. It's a package deal. Since we have to deal with pain, we should learn how to best work with it. As noted in John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus sent back a comforter to help us manage the experiences, including the painful ones, that he knew we would encounter in this world. We would not need comfort if there was not to be any pain, or at least pain we could handle by ourselves. Your natural instinct is to avoid pain and discomfort. And I hear you. I don't like it either. However, I submit this to the jury. Our job is not to avoid the pain, but to discover or realize the gift behind the pain, as in pregnancy. Whoa, did I just say that? Yep. In her book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, Lisa Turkhurst shares a time when she experienced excruciating abdominal pain. She found no relief from the pain, even after praying. Now, to avoid a spoiler alert, I will simply say that the result of her story is that if she did not experience the pain, the doctors would not have discovered what was truly causing the pain. God used the pain to save her life. As she says, the pain kept her in the hospital and gave doctors a reason to continue running tests. 
She reports that if God had taken away the pain as she asked, the result would have been that she would have died. Instead of letting pain and discomfort cause you to feel like a victim, look for the silver lining or the purpose behind it, kind of like Pollyanna did. Are you familiar with her story? I know I'm dating myself, but Pollyanna is a movie from the 1960s. Pollyanna is a young orphan who believes life's most difficult problems can always be conquered by a positive attitude and practical approaches and solutions. But when she moves in with her stern aunt, she meets a town full of disheartened people who challenge her upbeat outlook. Not to be discouraged, she decides to spread hope and good cheer in spite of their bad attitudes. I don't pretend that discovering the gift beyond the pain and discomfort is simple. It's not, but it can be done with deliberate effort and practice. As a daughter of the Most High God, you must look for the gift behind the pain and not allow the enemy to steal your worship while you're looking. When we're uncomfortable, it's easy for the enemy to inspire us to doubt our Father's love for us. The enemy can lead us to forget that we are Daddy's girls and God actually loves us dearly. He adores us. He loves his boys, but he adores his girls. While God does not cause the pain and discomfort, he will allow it sometimes because it will lead to an outcome that will be good eventually. There are many examples of this in the Bible, such as Eve, Abigail, Naomi, and even Mary, the mother of Jesus. We must remember that the picture is bigger than the small portion we can see immediately as individuals. Don't let the enemy steal your praise or the blessing attached to it. Let me take a moment and share an example from my story. When I entered the sanctuary for my husband's celebration of life, I was a wreck. One thing I insisted upon in the service was a time of praise and worship because my husband loved that part of any service the most, I believe. He enjoyed the sermons, but his heart was in praise and worship. From the back of the sanctuary, he almost oversang the worship team in the front. So during his service, we had to have praise and worship. Regardless of how I felt beforehand, when the time came to honor God, I had to. I don't sing nearly as well as he did, but I sang my praises and worshiped God passionately because two things ran through my head. No matter what happened, God is still God and worthy of the praise. And I know without a doubt that is what Co would want and would have done. I couldn't disrespect God even though I didn't like, agree, or understand why I was suddenly and so soon widowed. My feelings did not cancel out who God is and the sacrifice he already made for me and my husband. But since I found myself here, I asked God to get the glory out of this somehow. Better to glorify God than the enemy any day of the week. Since becoming widowed, one thing that helped me get through this has been seeking the gift. What are the blessings and benefits God has given me since my husband had to go home? One thing I know, God does not take without giving. I was reminded and I remind you, that God is the master teacher, master father, and master husband. So I encourage you to look beyond your pain and discomfort to find the gift behind it. It probably won't be obvious. 
you probably will need to ask God to help you see it. God does not mind your questions, and he's waiting for the conversation. In my time with God, I have had plenty of questions. Some of them were that I asked him to show me why I was even allowed to marry again, if it would lead to widowhood. I asked why it was so short. I asked what good can I take away from this so that it was not a wasted experience, a wasted marriage, a wasted loss, or wasted time. In his graciousness, God showed me at least eight gifts that came behind this widowhood experience. First, I received family back who had been distant. Let's admit it. Facing mortality can cause people to reevaluate and change course and reconnect. Second, I learned that I'm surrounded by a strong, loving God family. As a couple, we had been anchored in our church for a little over five years before my husband passed, but I had not realized just how deep and solid that anchor had been planted and how much of a family we were until he passed. Most of my biological family is far from where I live now, and I know I could not have made it through this experience without my God family surrounding me. Third, I learned how to be loved. My husband, Ko, would jump in front of anything to protect me and do anything to provide for me. He proved it while he was here. How much more would God demonstrate his love for me? Fourth, I learned that I am lovable. I had already experienced God as a husband during a period before Ko. That's when God prepared me for my husband and simultaneously prepared me for widowhood when God again would be my husband. I did not understand it as such the first time. In my mind, I was learning to trust and just trying to make it. Fifth, I learned how to be God's daughter and what a good father looks like. Ko was sent to model a father who absolutely adores his children, especially his daughters, biological and not biological. Sixth, I learned what living your best life really looks like. I saw how my husband had truly impacted a multitude of people just by sharing the love of God as he had experienced and understood it in his own later life. I don't believe he even knew how much impact he had. He was truly just trying to live his best life by dying to himself and living for God as one of God's ambassadors. Seventh, I learned my why. This lets me be a strong witness for him, why I'm still here, why Co is not, and why I went through things I went through. And eighth, I learned that my gift is giving to you. On this side of the pain, where I am allowing the comforter to comfort me, I am able to speak and comfort others, as explained in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Even though I became disappointed, I never got mad at God. I didn't think I had that right. In spite of the pain... I still worship God because regardless of my circumstance, he is still God and worthy of praise and honor and worship. As hard as it is to believe sometimes, 
there is a gift in the pain. We may see it sooner. We may see it later. We may not see it with our own eyes on this side. But we can be assured that the Most High God is the God of order, and He wastes nothing. No time, no experience, no opportunity. If you practice seeing with Pollyanna's eyes rather than negative Nellie's eyes or victimhood eyes, you allow yourself to have the opportunity to become stronger and grow in wisdom and in relationship with God. And if you keep your eyes open, you might just find your gifts too. I'm looking forward to being out here on the water with you. So follow the Heels on Water podcast so you know when the next episode leaves the dock. And share the podcast with a woman you care about. Heels on. Eyes up. Talk to you next Tuesday.